0: From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, there's a search engine to search Celsius's casualties. That's coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, October 10th, 2022. I went to the Cleveland Guardians game the other day We won. We won Game 2. We are going to New York to play the Yankees. Go Guards. I'm a baseball fan, by the way. Anyway, I screamed a lot there, and so my voice is going to be a little bit raspy, but it's coming out of it because I had already a couple days to recover. Speaking of coming out of it, let's see if those crypto prices are coming out of that slump that we're all in. Go money talk. And the time is 8 20 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $19,326. It's down 0.9% in 24, up a half percent in 7. It's just really bouncing through a really narrow channel right now, isn't it? Ethereum's at $1,313, down 0.9% as well is number three, USDC is number four, and BNB is number five at two seventy four, down one point two percent. Rounding off the top ten, we have XRP, BUSD, Cardano, Solana, and DOGE. The total market cap is down a half a percent at nine hundred thirty seven point nine billion. A BTC dominance of thirty nine point six. We have an F dominance of seventeen point two. And I also want to talk about some other price movements here today. FW is down thirty one percent on the week, and a remarkable ninety five percent from its all time high. Now. The all-time high is in debate because look, if you could go to uh, CoinGecko and CoinMarketCap, there's two different ones. Because FW actually started trading before it actually launched. If you look at it when it was trading, which I'm gonna look at it, that's what I think. It doesn't matter if it was launched or not, people are trading it. The all-time high was two months ago, August 8th, and it was 141. Today FW is trading at $7.91. It's just continuing to go down. So people is losing a lot of money there. Are we going to see it bounce back? <laughs> I highly doubt it. I don't even know the utility of it. However, if you're looking at Coin CoinGecko, uh, we're looking at it down eh, 86% from its all-time high. They're calling its all-time high at 58.54 when the project actually launched. So it just lets you know that there is a difference between uh, the two. I see in Decrypt that... We actually use two different standards to look at this, depending on the writer. Some people are looking at CoinGecko. Some people are looking at CoinMarketCap. Now, it's not a big deal because if you quote it and you know the source, it's fine. But if you're not actually knowing where they're getting that data from or how they're looking at it, it could be vastly different. Also, FW had a little bit of problems when uh, it started. As you guys know, when it launched, it used a chain ID that was already in use. It was in use by Bitcoin Cash. Well, somebody found that out and was able to steal 200 FW. I also want to take a look at Hobby's native token as well because on the day it shot up around 18.5%. It's now trading at $4.88. In just 24 hours, it went from $4.14 up to $4.88. Actually, it climbed up even past that. Its 24 hour high was $5.21. And now you're asking, well, why? Well, because huobi's founder, Leon Lee, recently sold off his stake in the company to About Capital. And About Capital is a Hong Kong-based asset management firm which the company says is going to promise more investments into Huobi. Leon Li Lin will lose control over the firm, however, but he assured everybody that even though he's leaving, there'll be no impact on the company's operations. Now, Huobi, some people don't even know this exchange because it doesn't operate in the U.S. or China, uh, but it has a $462 million 24-hour trading value, and that's up like 36% in 24 hours, by the way. Everybody's up. All these exchanges are up in 24-hour trading volume. If I'm looking at the top of the list, if I'm looking at Binance, it's up 41% in 24-hour trading volume. Coinbase is up 63%. FTX is up 80%. Kraken's up 112%. Something's going on. People are really getting in aping into cryptocurrency right now. Moving into today's headlines. Well, the whole Celsius debacle is just getting worse and worse. Not only did they stop trading, they stopped withdrawals, and not only did people lose their money, uh, they filed for bankruptcy, we have no clue what's going to happen with this, people are bidding on their assets, and then doxed everybody. Hundreds of thousands of people, of customers, doxed on a PDF, a 14,000 page PDF, which I still have open on my desktop. And with that information, like a big PDF with everybody's info on there, you can do a lot of cool things with it, like make a search engine so you can search different people to see how much money they lost in Celsius. And this is very sad. Jameson Lop tweeted, Oof, I expect plenty of revelations to come as folks sift through Celsius court documents. And with this new search engine, it shows everybody's how much everybody lost in Celsius. Now, obviously, if they're hedging their best, they probably put a fraction of their Bitcoin into Celsius. So, Jameson then followed up with this tweet. He said, The person who lost the seventh highest amount of Bitcoin on Celsius is the same guy who was victim to a home invasion last year, somebody breaking into his home trying to steal his Bitcoin. This is a real thing that people have to look at now. Bitcoin Ali tweeted a reply to Jameson in this new search engine, and he asked, Why isn't Alex Mashinsky leading the amount lost in celsius oh yeah of course because he took out 10 million dollars before they shut down withdrawals. his wife took out 2 million sell tokens other execs took out tokens and their money as well and well <laughs> basically they rugged everybody and then shut it down so how much did the leader of the leaderboard lose in celsius well this person jacob benjamin fit 40.4 million dollars and you can click on Jacob and see where that money or those crypto tokens were held. Well, it was mostly Bitcoin. 2084 Bitcoin. Gone. Next person, number two, Hirokado Koji lost $37.5 million. It was $300,000 in Bitcoin cash. There was $9 million in Bitcoin. There was $25 million in ADA. <laughs> this is This is a disaster. Not only does this site have the leaderboard of who lost what, you can literally search anybody's name. If you have friends that might have used it or any kind of, it's like, it's literally searching through this big Excel PDF that was released. And if you are a little bit of a voyeur, you could just hit the random button and just see how much everybody lost in Celsius. I just clicked the button and this person, Zach Boosie, lost $1,004. Most of that was in USDC. This is a really, really, I really hope that somebody gets arrested for all this, right? Or multiple, multiple people, because this is just a disaster, a disaster. And I have lots of rants about this whole thing. I might get into it a little bit later, but link is in the show notes if you want to explore for yourself and read this whole thing. The cat's out the bag. I really want to have people have their privacy, but the cat is totally out of the bag, especially now that you can easily search through the document. We have more DeFi defaults. We have more DeFi defaults. Decentralized finance project TrueFi said it issued a default notice to South Korean venture firm Blackwater Technologies for missing a scheduled payment of its $3.4 million Binance loan. So, there we go. We have more dominoes falling in this massive, massive, massive failure of the crypto space. The Reserve Bank of India has proposed a phase pilot of its version of of the Central Bank Digital Currency, or CBDC, according to a paper released by the agency on Friday. The India's Central Bank outlined the version of the digital version of the rupee, and it's going to be called the e-rupee, very original. In this paper that the Central Bank wrote, it says this, in quote currently, we are at the forefront of a watershed moment in the evolution of currency that will decisively change the very nature of money and its functions. CBDCs are being seen as a promising invention And as the next step of the evolutionary progress of sovereign currency, they continued in quote, CBDCs will provide the public with the benefits of virtual currencies while ensuring consumer protection by avoiding the damages of social and economic consequences of virtual currencies or private virtual currencies. I've been on the record saying this multiple, multiple times. This is one of the most dangerous developments, I think, in human history, at least in American history. But if everybody's going to digital currencies like this, CBDCs, I can't tell you the slippery slope. And I know I'm not a slippery slope person. I don't like slippery slope arguments. But we already see it with payment systems. Like the ways to control currencies and what you can buy and sell, the bank, how, what you can take out, when and when and why and how. And it's like this is really going to be a control, very, very controlled uh, currency. The way that you use it, the way that you're taxed, the way that you can... Buy and sell I just can't tell you how dangerous this is going to be Now there's economists out there There's people like at the Fed There's people in the government That's saying like This actually could be very beneficial And there are benefits There are very good benefits One thing for example Is like if you want to stimulate a certain industry Within your market for example Say if the restaurants are doing bad Or F&B is doing bad And you just wanted to drop everybody A hundred bucks Like a big government stimulus A hundred bucks That only can be used in restaurants Well you can program that into your currency just use it at these restaurants or use it in these industries. That would be a huge influx of currency just pumped into a certain industry. Could be very good jumpstart an industry. With that said, obviously printing money is bad. We know that. But once you can program it to do one thing, you can program it to do anything. And I just can't tell you how slippery of a slope that CBDCs are going to be. Pay attention to them. And finally... Solana's co-founder was on the GM podcast, another podcast by Decrypt, and he knows that Solana's outages concerns its users. But a solution for the network could be on the horizon. He said this in the podcast, this has been the biggest challenge for us and the number one priority. But at no point do failures like these put any of our users' funds or program state at risk because Solana has 2,000 different validators. Now, I do have a little bit of a rant today. I was talking to my friend over the weekend. We have these long conversations about crypto investments and stu- so on and so forth. I've known the guy for 15 years now. It's crazy how long we've known each other, honestly. And we talk probably every week. You guys have one of those friends where you just talk to like probably once a week just to catch up and you guys throw throw around ideas and stuff. This is this is that guy for me. So I just want to preface this before I say anything. And I'm not trying to be cynical on this space. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm not trying to be a grumpy Gus. <laughs> is that even a saying? I'm just saying that there's a lot of, I think, movement in the crypto, blockchain, Web3, kind of metaverse, whatever you want to call all of this together space, that history is not repeating itself, but it just certainly rhymes. And I'm rather disappointed, to be honest with you. I am very disappointed because if you've been here since 2016 2017 or even before the idea of blockchain of these companies of these i guess uh you know just the ideas that are coming out whereas a more inclusive financial system that's decentralized that can break us away from i guess some sort of structure or control that really you know would restrict us as a printing of money that's the banks not letting you take out funds that's you know, buying and selling or just the whole data mining aspect of everything you do with your credit card or, you know, even the credit system that could be doesn't work in people's favor. The housing market, loans, refinancing, so on and so forth. There's been so much discussion. Banking the unbank, all kinds of different things. But the more and more I see this is the more and more centralized we are getting. We are really getting just mirror images, but on the blockchain and air quotes of traditional finance, of corporate structures, of fractional reserve banking of a Fed printing policy. I mean, look, just the other day, Binance was hacked. Why? How? Because they printed more BNB, something that shouldn't even be possible. But it just acts like, I don't know, any other kind of fiat. So they went in there and they said, hey, I'm going to print more BNB, walked away with 2 million BNB. (laughs) So it's like, what is the difference? We see NFTs. Now, I don't want to pick on Gary V. Gary V. was very transparent of what he wanted his company to be, but he had these V Friends NFTs. These V Friends NFTs were just like a—it's like seed capital for his new brand. And yeah, there's kind of perks you could go to his conference or whatever. But now he built a whole brand off these V Friends, and you have no ownership of this merch, no ownership of anything going forward. I just feel that this was supposed to be different. There's supposed to be a whole different kind of way of thinking about ownership of trading of IP, of finance, of companies and structures. And I feel that we are falling away from this. And the more and more centralized we have with different things like proof of stake. And this is, I'm not hating on proof of stake, by the way. I am raising a big red flag on things like Coinbase and Binance holding and being the major holders of these stake currencies. And I just want to ask you a question then. How centralized do we get until we just say, hey, why aren't we just doing this on AWS? And then how centralized do we get when we're doing it on AWS and says, hey, we just call ourselves Chase. What is the difference between Chase Bank and very centralized, in air quotes, decentralized systems? And how centralized do they get when we want to have speed and cost effectiveness? And then we just dump it on an AWS server and just run money like that. Then again, what's going to be the difference between a CBDC and Solana? And what if the CBDC is faster and cheaper than Solana? Is everybody just going to build NFTs on CBDCs in the Fed chain? Fed chain, we'll just call it Fed chain. It's just something that I just want everybody to start thinking about: is what is the ethos? What is trying to be done? And if it isn't something that is new and creative and innovative and actually, I guess, has some ethos and ethics or morality or moving somebody forward to try to create a better good, then what are we really doing? Bitcoin's still doing it. Are others, let me know what's your thoughts. Am I just in a mood this morning or am I on to something? Because I want everybody to stay vigilant, to make sure that we're on the right path. If you came into this space because of a certain path, a certain narrative, make sure we stay on it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment. And if you're listening on Spotify, click those five stars. Till tomorrow. Happy huddling everyone.